You are listening to a Sunday sermon from St. Thomas Episcopal Church in Bellevue, Washington. We are a community that seeks God's presence, serves Christ and others, and grows together in faith. Welcome to our podcast. The following sermon was preached on the seventh Sunday of Easter, May 16th, 2021, by the Reverend Lex Breckenridge, Rector at St. Thomas. The Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to John. Jesus prayed for his disciples. I have made your name known to those whom you gave me from the world. They were yours and you gave them to me and they have kept your word. Now they know that everything you have given me is from you. For the words that you gave to me I have given to them and they have received them and know in truth that I came from you. And they have believed that you sent me. I'm asking on their behalf. I'm not asking on behalf of the world, but on behalf of those whom you gave me, because they are yours. All mine are yours, and yours are mine, and I have been glorified in them. And now I am no longer in the world, but they are in the world, and I am coming to you. Holy Father, protect them in your name that you have given me, so that they may be one, as we are one. While I was with them, I protected them in your name that you have given me. I guarded them, and not one was lost except the one destined to be lost, so that the scripture might be fulfilled. But now I'm coming to you, and I speak these things in the world, so that they may have joy made complete in themselves. I've given them your word, and the world has hated them because they do not belong to the world, just as I do not belong to the world. I'm not asking you to take them out of the world, but I ask you to protect them from the evil one. They do not belong to the world just as I do not belong to the world. Sanctify them in the truth. Your word is truth. As you have sent me into the world, so I have sent them into the world. And for their sakes, I sanctify myself so that they also may be sanctified in truth. The Gospel of the Lord. Did you hear a big, although a little off-key version of the Hallelujah Chorus on Thursday morning when the CDC announced that vaccinated persons no longer had to wear masks indoors or outdoors? Well, that would have been me. Hallelujah. We need to digest what exactly this means for us here at St. Thomas, as I said a minute ago. So for the time being, let's keep wearing our masks and maintaining prudent social distancing practices, but... Uh, we can nevertheless all feel the movement of change happening. The hard work, the sacrifices of lockdown and masking and distancing. And now with universally available vaccines, uh, this is all beginning to bear fruit. We can see a new dawn breaking just over the horizon. Life is opening up again. Hallelujah. I mean, are you just tired of seeing that on Zoom, people, right, doing this on Zoom? Anyway. And yet what this new dawn will bring us isn't exactly clear yet. One thing's for certain, as we've been saying for quite a while now, we're not going back to February 2020. 
The old normal is gone, over and done. What's to come? Well, my crystal ball is cracked. I really don't know with any certainty, and neither does anybody else. Now, of course, I'm particularly interested in what this newly breaking dawn means for our community here at St. Thomas. You know, in the face of the unknown, things are, there are always a couple of possible responses. One is anxiety. That's where lots of us go when we face the unknown. We worry. We get a little scared. We may even catastrophize. We begin to make what psychologists call negative future predictions. Or on the other hand, we try to soothe our anxiety by making positive future predictions. I know it'll all be okay, I know it. We're just hanging on with our knuckles turning white. I mean, that's one way to approach an unknown future. And please remember, the future is always unknown because it hadn't happened yet. But there's another way to approach that unknown future, though, and that's to be curious about it, to sit at the edge of the unknown with curiosity, even with wonder, not making any predictions, either negative or positive, just sitting with curiosity and openness. I'll admit that takes a lot of courage, sometimes more courage than I can muster. But it's just the truth that living in the reality of a more or less unknown future is just a lot healthier for us than living in the fantasy of a future we manufacture in our heads. So this brings me around to our gospel reading this morning. We're dropping in on the conclusion of Jesus' farewell to his friends on the night before his trial and execution. We've been with him and with them over the last several Sundays as he's told them goodbye and has said a word to them about that unknown future, which is the source of pretty considerable anxiety for them. So what does he do? He prays for them. He offers up his hope for the future of his friends to his father in prayer. All throughout his long goodbye, Jesus has been making promises to his friends, and, and that includes us, promises about the future. And now in prayer, he turns that future over to God. He doesn't say, here's what I want you to do once I'm gone. He doesn't leave the future in their hands, you see. He leaves their future in God's hands. Their future, the church's future, St. Thomas's future, is in God's hands and not ours. So as we sit at the edge of this unknown future, what if we ask ourselves a question about our identity? Who are we as St. Thomas Church? Now, I'm sure you can come up with a dozen different answers, I mean, we're a community that gathers to, to worship. We're a community that gathers to praise God. We're a community that gathers to enjoy fellowship with each other, uh, to love each other as, as Christ loves us. We're a community that gathers to serve. We're a community that gathers to create and renew and deepen friendships. But what if our answer to this, our answer to the question, what is uh, our identity at St. Thomas? What if our answer is, 
We are a community that Jesus prays for. You ever had the experience of someone praying for you? You ever had the experience of hearing your name spoken out loud in prayer? A few years ago when I was undergoing treatment for cancer, I was overwhelmed by the prayers of so many of you, so many of you in this St. Thomas community, and of prayers uh, from friends uh, all over the country and prayers from people I didn't even know. Prayer is powerful. And when it's Jesus who's praying for us, well, and praying to his Father with such intimacy, and he's bold enough to hold God to God's promises. He says to God, you have given, you have sent, you have loved. Now keep, now sanctify. Let them be one, he says to God, as you and I are one. See, Jesus opens up his relationship with the Father to include the community, to include the church, to include St. Thomas include you and me and you know there's nothing pie in the sky or sentimental about all of this Jesus prays his prayer as he moved towards as he moves towards his death he's turned his own future over to God and let me say that again as he faces certain death he doesn't run away he could have he doesn't turn and fight he could have as he faces his own death, Jesus turns his future over to God. You see, he doesn't try to solve the most intractable problem that we can imagine, namely our own deaths on his own. No, he faces the future, and he turns his future over to God. In his prayer, he recognizes that the future belongs to God, even in the face of death. The future belongs to God. So, imagine that you're one of the friends of Jesus who's listening in on this prayer. Your friend, your leader, is facing certain death. You're anxious and worried and scared. What's the future going to look like? What will happen to me? What will happen to my little community? And then you hear your friend pray. All mine are yours and yours are mine and I have been glorified in them. And now I'm no longer in the world but they are in the world and I'm coming to you. Holy Father, protect them in your name that you have given me so that they may be one as you and I are one. In this moment of great change, as we find ourselves sitting at the edge of the unknown, can you hear Jesus praying for us? Can you hear Jesus praying for you? Can you hear him saying with such intimacy to his Father, protect them in my name? Let them be one as you and I are one. Can you hear that? I can. And I can say this with complete confidence. Our future, the future of this beloved and blessed community is in God's hands. We who come together here, we who gather here in Jesus' name, we are one just as Jesus and his Father are one. And as one 
we are vital and strong. As one, we can look towards the future with the confidence that Jesus is praying for us still and that we are in God's hands. <clears throat> so maybe that hallelujah chorus that you heard so faintly on Thursday was about more than taking your masks off. Maybe that hallelujah chorus was your way of thanking Jesus as he prays for you, as he prays for all of us. Yes, the masks are coming off. Yes, we will soon be coming back together and not six feet apart. Yes, a new day is breaking. And we are one as Jesus and his Father are one. Hallelujah. For information about St. Thomas Episcopal Church, please visit our website www.stthomasmedinamedina.org. That's a www.stthomasmedinamedina.org.